Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters. And each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character. And it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. All right, we're going to chant uh, Jusege on page 39. Jusege is another poem or verse that can be found in the larger sutra. First, you have the Sambutsuge, then you have the 48 vows by the aspiring student claiming and proclaiming his desire to seek Buddhahood. And then after that, Jusege stands for repeated vows. So three of these 48, he considers to be the essence of his practice, and he repeats these three vows. And again, italicized lines are leader lines, open circles are bells, underlines are a beat and a half, and that means the next kanji character or sound is going to get a, a half beat. And we chant down the first column, reading left to right, and then down the second column, reading left to right. And then as we get about two-thirds of the way down the second column, you'll see that line has all underscores on it. Ko, ku, sho, tenin, to, u, chin, myo, ke. So we're slowing down. I've mentioned before that the first two bells means we're beginning a chant. And then that single bell there means that we're changing section. 
And it's a little bit like a train. You start out chanting slow, you speed up, and then you come into the station and slow down. And then we do Namo Amidabatsu, as we do on all of our chanting. And then we end with the Ekoku. Dangon Cho Sengam Oh.
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. Hello, this is Reverend Ellen Hamada Crane. Today, I would like to tell you about my two greatest teachers. If you happen to be a member of our temple for any length of time, you may have known my mother, Masako Hamada, and her best friend, Sachi Ochiai. They and their families had been temple members since the 1950s and shared a lifelong love of listening to and learning the Dharma. For decades, they actively promoted visits from renowned Shin Buddhist teachers, such as Reverend Dr. Tai Tetsuno, Dr. Nobuo Haneda, and Reverend Goro Masui from Kyoto, among many others. Over the years, Sachi and her husband Richard, and sometimes my parents, hosted many of these visiting Dharma teachers in their homes and held informal Dharma gatherings called Hoakai, which provided wonderful opportunities for others to listen. For both Sachi and my mother, the Dharma was central to their lives. Each in their own way, these two women have been my greatest Dharma teachers. My mother's influence for me began naturally as a child. Devoutly Buddhist, she made sure my brothers, my sister, and I went to temple and participated in its activities and services. Yet more importantly than going to temple, my mother imparted a deep personal engagement with the teachings, often retelling the story of her father's Shinjin awakening experience at the age of 31 and her own experience at 16. For my grandfather, Shinjin completely altered the trajectory of his life and his whole family's life. For my mother, her greatest wish for all of her children was to listen to the Dharma and embrace its teachings, and she spent considerable effort to have us listen to important teachers. When I was 14, she took me on a series of visits to see Mrs. Nakawatase, a devout Shin Lei teacher at Sinshin Buddhist Temple in Los Angeles to pursue the elusive Shinjin. Admittedly, as a young person, I was mildly interested in Buddhism and found the things I learned engaging. But eventually, after college and beyond, I drifted away and stayed away from the temple and the teachings for the next 25 years. Inevitably, as causes and conditions unfolded in my life, I returned, and when I did, my mother was there waiting for me. For many of you, Sachi Ochiai was in your life a very long time, as a Dharma school teacher, Nijin flower arranger, gardener, and temple member extraordinaire. Growing up, my association with her was nominal. Sachi and Richard, her husband, were friends of my parents. My close encounter with Sachi didn't begin until 2004 when I returned to the temple after my 25-year absence. By then, both my mother and Sachi had become the dynamic duo of the Dharma, following the passing of both their husbands in the early 1990s. Kindred spirits, they pursued the Dharma with unabashed gusto and were mentors to many. 
My journey back to the temple and Buddhism was a long and winding road with many twists and turns that initially led me to Reverend Harada's BEC classes. Introduction to Buddhism in October 2002. I see now that I was seeking something missing in my seemingly complete life. It was at this point that my mother and Sachi grabbed me and would not let me go. It was a perfect storm of occurrences, my willingness to open to the Dharma and being embraced in their cosmic Buddhist cyclone. The adage, when a teacher is needed, one will appear, became a truism for me. Initially, my intention had been to spend time with my mother and to support her love of the teachings. I started accompanying her to various events, the annual Senshin weekend retreat, BCA Pacific Seminars and BWA, Buddhist Women's Association Conferences, to hear wonderful teachers, seminars and Buddhist education classes, Dr. Haneda's Maida Center Summer Retreat in Berkeley. And of course, Sachi was always there too. They had become the Oscar and Felix of our temple, seemingly a pair of opposites, but always together. Stachi in her bright outfits and outgoing personality, my mother dressed in darker clothes that suited her more reserved and quiet nature. They teased and argued like sisters and spoke their minds. They went everywhere together to hear the Dharma, and so I joined them as a third wheel for the next dozen years. Like Dr. Haneda's smoked salmon analogy, I began to absorb the Dharma that permeated their lives, and like them, I was inspired to study and learn. They were the conduits through which I encountered innumerable other teachers. I saw in them the living Dharma, humanly imperfect yet embodying a life of Nembutsu, unfailingly grateful, generous, and authentic, true seekers. Amazingly, my mother, Masako, is still alive and will soon be 102. Sadly, Sachi passed away in 2020, just a few days following her 101st birthday. They are no longer able to come to temple regularly or attend retreats, classes, conferences, or seminars, but their spirit lives on. Not surprisingly, Sachi was still a lively conversationalist to the very end. My mother is at her home, cared for by her three remaining children, and really can't go out or or attend any activities anymore. Yet their influence lives on, and I am grateful beyond measure to have had them in my life as teachers and examples of how to live fully. Thank you for listening. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. This concludes this podcast. I hope you feel grounded. I hope you feel different than when you began. And this feeling you have, I hope you take it with you out into your everyday life. It's important to develop these qualities in a controlled environment like this podcast. But the aim is for the effects to begin to bleed out into your everyday life naturally. My wife once sent me a meme on Facebook that said, yoga works, but only if you show up. And I feel that way about Buddhism and about meditation. It surely works. 
but only if you stick with it. And you have to get to the point where it becomes something natural and effortless in your life. And if you have high expectations and you're trying to rush the process, you actually retard your ability to change over time. You don't want to grasp it. You don't want to hang on to it. You just want to experience it in a regular practice and integrate it into your everyday life. So thank you very much for coming. I will close with Gasho. Hands together and we will bow. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2023 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.